Good morning. It is Monday, January 9th, 2023, and this is DC Signal to Noise. Since we last talked, a lot has happened. Christmas, New Year, several meetings, which would explain why Signal to Noise at 8.15 on Monday mornings hasn't happened for a few weeks. Uh, but we have had Jim on on Tuesday morning on AgriTalk at 10.30 Central Time to give you kind of a mini signal to noise and make sure that everybody is up to speed. We are going to be off on next Monday, the 16th, for Martin Luther King Jr. Day uh, with the government closed. And Jim will be on AgriTalk on the 17th to give you an update to what is going on. Let's see, what else has happened? China has lifted the COVID shutdown. The House has elected Representative McCarthy as Speaker. Brock Purdy still has not lost a game. The Cyclone basketball teams are both in the top 25, and I am glad that you are with us. I'm AgriTalk host Chip Flory. Jim Wiesmeyer, Pro Farmer Policy Analyst, is with us as well. Jim, good morning. Good morning, Chip. I'm, I'm feeling much better. Uh, for those who know me, I've had the leg problem, but I had a pretty bad reaction to pain pills. So I yeah. don't usually take any pills. So um, I'm much better. I was uh, out of yeah. pocket Friday. Yeah. Yeah. Had us a little worried there for, for a moment, Mr. Wiesmeyer. I'm glad that you're feeling better. Yeah. So, okay, let's go ahead and kick it off with things from last week, all right? And the number one thing that I have on the list is is Kevin McCarthy elected as Speaker of the House. I don't know, you know, it technically it might have happened over the weekend, early Saturday morning. Yeah, about 1.15 a.m. Eastern time, to be exact, because yeah. I was I was up, you know. I felt their pain along with my pain, you know. Yeah. But, you know, interesting. Let me give you a different snapshot of this, Chip. Uh, you know, I don't mind when either party has intra-party battles, because that's the give and take. And uh, the six uh, Republicans who voted present, those are the real hardliners in the Republican Party, and I don't want to yeah. go beyond that because they want more issues than actual uh, bills and progress, in my judgment. What, what the concessions that McCarthy and his allies uh, gave are going to be important for the ag sector because I think one of the key things in there is that they're going to give the uh, House Freedom Caucus members, I think, three seats on the Rules yeah. Committee. Now, why do I bring up the Rules Committee? That's an important committee that decides, uh, helps decides which bills goes onto the floor, but also the uh, the the, uh, the slate of the amendments. So yeah. the ag sector is always worried, usually, but they have cause to be concerned that uh, this will bring up in, say, the Farm Bill debate and other bills, uh, sugar policy, crop insurance, but their lobbyists are well attuned to this and they'll educate members, Chip, but that's an important development. Well, and right up front, it will determine how things like the debt ceiling are going to be handled and everything. Is that right, Jim? Well, they have, they have to work on the debt ceiling. I mean, you can go as late as August, I think, before they either 
uh, you know, do something about the debt ceiling. Uh, but that's going to be the probably the biggest issue, uh, Chip, for for this uh, you know calendar year. Again, we've always said this is money already spent, and how McCarthy and his allies finesse that is 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 uh, you know going to be uh, uh, interesting to watch. But they're going to need Democratic votes in the House for that yeah. one because more than a few Republicans will not vote for that. Right. Right. Uh, Gary Rasmussen just made a, an interesting point. The thing with with McCarthy is it wasn't about making a point. It was about making a change. And what's coming out of D.C. sounds good to me. I agree. Yeah, really what it was about. And and I'll admit it took me a little while to come around to exactly <laughs> exactly what was going on here. But they were getting a they were taking out a lot of what protected Pelosi and made her as effective as she was. Yeah, because it was from the top down. This is yes. what the House Republicans want to do is go from the bottom up the way. When I first yeah. came to town in the mid 70s, uh, Chip, how a law becomes, how a bill becomes a law was you sat down in the subcommittee hearings, you had the markups at the subcommittee and the committee hearings, and you had just general uh, give and take. We've lost that. And now this yeah. is a potential return to that, which I think you're going to get better legislation. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that was in place was a process, uh, a standard process on dealing with earmarks uh, when when you were first arrived in D.C. I mean, there there is a... I like earmarks because if you follow the process, yes. but the earmarks that were on the omnibus spending bill, good grief, Jim, that was just raise your hand and, and say, I'll take a piece of money too. Yes. I think they're going to have an editor now of those, to use a journalistic yeah. term, of those earmarks, and, and that's to be uh, uh, um, applauded. We're going to have more balance, Chip, but uh, they're going to have to handle sensitive issues. Well, so be it. Uh, so yeah. we're going to see if both parties want issues or do they want bills. So yeah. we're going to put that to a test again, because the last election showed the American people, they don't want to fight. They don't want to have these fights between the parties all the time. They're tired of it. So right. I think this came to the floor during, you know, those debates. Yep. You know, one of the most interesting comments that I saw in, well, in your report this morning, um, and it comes from one of the six, and he was kind of the leader. Yeah, I shouldn't say that. I don't know. Matt Gatz. Matt Gatz. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, he, I don't know if he was the leader of the six or just the most visible of the six, but when he came out and said, I ran out of things to ask for. That's the key right there. Yes. And he still voted present. Now, yes. so that shows you the disdain why many uh, Americans outside of the Capitol just don't like politics. Jim, when that scramble happened right before the 15th vote, when they were voting to uh, adjourn, they were voting to adjourn. And all of the sudden, Gates said something to McCarthy or McCarthy said something to Gates. And they both threw the red card in the air and made their way to the pit. Yeah. 
I was, you just wonder exactly what was said and what was going on. Well, as we said over the weekend in exchanges on text, it was uh, visibly, you saw how sausage was made there. Right. <laughs> That's what yeah. goes on behind closed doors. And you saw it, but you could see the frustration. And, but yeah, when he said he, he, he got everything he wanted, he was scrambling to find out another ask for, and he still voted present. So that's just, you shake your head. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, one of the most interesting comments that we got from former Representative Mike Conaway last Thursday, last Thursday, was, listen, they've gotten, the, the, the group of 20 at that time has gotten what they've asked for. They've gotten those concessions. So the only way that you can claim victory now is to go ahead and vote McCarthy in as speaker. Otherwise, those concessions may be gone later. Yeah. And, you know, actually, when you look at it for post-analysis, like a football game, the Democrats made a mistake. If they really wanted to make the Republicans spin even more, they would have pushed more for adjournment Friday until yep. today, Chip, because yep. that would have led to more discord over the weekend, but they Absolutely. did not do that. They did not do that. And I, I, I'm thankful they did not because I wanted this out of the way. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. All right. I think we can go ahead and move on. Just a reminder as Gary and Melody, good morning, Melody have already shown us that you can, there's a comments tab on your screen. Go ahead and click on that. If you'd like to be part of the conversation or have a question for Jim or for I, uh, but, uh, of course, mostly for Jim. Over the weekend here, uh, President Joe Biden visited the U.S.-Mexico border. It happened under, you know, I think he was, the ex expectation was is that it would happen under the cover of the fight in the House. Most of that fighting was complete by the time the president got there. But, uh, he, you know, he checked the box, right? He yes. checked the box for his, for his campaign. And, yeah, that means he is running in 2024. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. And any, can we take anything more away? Is there going to be anything substantive come out of the, that visit going forward? Uh, to Mexico? You mean with Mexico yeah. and Canada? No, with just Mexico. The border? Just to the border. Just to the border. I actually, I think so. Now, I'll get a lot, most naysayers on this one, Jeff. But I think this is now crystallized to uh, now with the big cities, New York, uh, Denver, uh, yeah. California. Now both sides want some solutions to this. So now we're going to see if both political parties can give and take on the protect the border and uh, yeah. alter immigration policy. So the odds at least are rising that we could get something finally done on this topic. Okay. Okay. Um, also over the weekend, <laughs> is it a coup attempt happening in Brazil? Uh, well, it depends what you want to call it. You know, resurrect an insurrection yeah. or whatever. You've got the uh, liberal newspapers already comparing it to our January the 6th. Yeah, good. Uh, but uh, it, this was his, his uh, you know, supporters. Uh, I think there were like 400 arrested 
right. uh, you know, Sunday uh, on this one, but it has settled down now. But it shows the sensitivities around the world when you have two uh, very divergent political parties in any country. We saw it here and we're seeing it in Brazil. Yeah. Uh, another thing over the weekend, it, it was maybe one of the most violent ceasefires in the history of war uh, because it, Russia declared a ceasefire and just kept right on bombing, right? Yeah, it's it's typical Putin. Yeah, they want yeah. to get a ceasefire and then have, have at it, and they're increasingly uh, uh, allies with Iran on this one who's providing more and more uh, drones, including the kamikaze uh, drones chip. So this yeah. thing is far from over. And it's going to get into the U.S. political debate as we get into the <clears throat> to the budget, because mm -hmm. uh, and more than a few Republicans are saying, while it may not be zero funding for Ukraine, they, they want to have more say regarding uh, how much and what uh, U.S. aid is going for in Ukraine. So, yeah, bottom line on Russia, Ukraine, uh, this is a very much entrenched uh, war. Yeah. Okay. China, lifting of the restrictions around COVID. It, it, I don't know if you can call it uh, uh, an unrestricted travel at this point, but it's it's moving that direction. Yeah, and that's got the market, uh, you know, uh, you know, pleased. Uh, yeah. You know, they're they're going through some problems there now. Chinese officials, when you read the Chinese press, which we do, Chip, uh, mm -hmm. they're trying to backdate this thing and saying, well, we were we were moving toward lifting the zero COVID before these protests began. Well, we know that that's incorrect. But right. so they're already backpedaling on that. But it's clear Xi made a mistake on his zero COVID policy and they're going through the process now. And that's a good thing eventually because it's going to, China is such a, uh, a centric in the world that eventually it will be positive on both their exports and imports. And, and you know, that's a good thing. Yeah, we. I think we need to prepare for uh, some hard times in China before we get to that point, though, don't we? Well, their healthcare system is yeah. not yeah. geared up, and you, you know, and their 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 populace are asking questions about, yeah. hey, why? Uh, as we've said on this program before, they're they're seeing all these football games and they're seeing yeah. soccer games without the mask and a lot of people con congregating and they're wanting to know why they've been literally locked down for 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 what a long three time. years yeah, yeah it's darn near three years now yeah and they're more than worried about their economy Chip and it, it's it's filtered through their their chips uh, uh, industry, no. their real estate industry. Again, as we've said, uh, uh, the, uh, the, the, the inability for them to maneuver far earlier is really hurting them now. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, you know, he basically took three years of, of service out of the system, and imported countries are looking for alternatives, something that might be more reliable down the road, and, and just looking to spread out the risk of yes. of of those of those uh, products. 
And so. the policy tagline on that is, this is not the end of globalization, it's just a revision of globalization. As you said, uh, uh, the US and other countries are looking to uh, countries other than China for yeah. some of their imports for now and for the future, uh, yeah. Vietnam, Indonesia, Malaysia, and Mexico for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, ben Sass, Senator Ben Sass retired yesterday at noon. What's the pro so what is it now? That would make it 5148. Yeah, yes, but the Republican governor will quickly announce a replacement. So you'll be back to the normal ratio, Chip. Okay. Yeah. All right. So and he's got two years. No, but the interesting thing is both Nebraska senators will be up now for re-election in 2024. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Um, just a, a quick note on this. A bulk carrier holding uh, corn got caught in the Suez Canal this morning, uh, suffered some engine failure carrying corn out of Ukraine. I talked with Dan Bossy on Friday afternoon, Jim, uh -huh. on, on AgriTalk, and I asked him about the grain flow coming out of uh, the Black Sea. And he said, it's, it's been fantastic. It's been far better than what most expected, including including Dan. So the grain is flowing out of the Black Sea region. There's no question about it, at least until it gets to the Suez Canal. <laughs> yes. But, yeah. but again, I think the issue, <coughs> sorry, on Ukraine is what about their current, their next production yeah. and exports with the war just expanding? Exactly. That's going to be key. And that's why if you get two berries, you better watch out. Right. Right. Yeah. It could be another 40% cut to the corn crop or something like that. So it, it's, we need to we need to pay attention to it. Yeah. Uh, here at home, here at home, and I didn't know exactly where to throw this one in the in, in over the weekend or last week. So let's let's uh, address it right now. Deer has agreed to allow farmers to repair their own equipment. Yes. In, in, in most ways, you've got to read the memorandum of understanding. And as we've learned over the years, look at the details. But it's, yeah. at least it's a, a complete step in the right direction. And, and uh, I applaud Farm, Farm Bureau at their annual convention for getting the agreement with John Deere. Uh, they want other companies to do that. So at least it's a step in the right direction, Chip. Right, right. Okay. Uh, anything from last week or over the weekend that we've missed? Absolutely. Our good friend, Sean Haney, a regular participant on AgriTalk on Fridays uh, at the uh, at the North American Summit, I'll call it, uh, your leaders uh, going on today and, and tomorrow. The U.S. and Canada is going to talk about lifting some of the restrictions. Actually, both countries have on travelers between the two nations. So yeah, John has just... mentioned that several times yeah. on, on AgriTalk. So it may not be totally settled uh, this week, but it looks like it's uh, it's it's on the agenda for sure. Again, that's very good for U.S.-Canadian travel, uh, investment, uh, just flows. So I, again, I, I think that's a positive thing. Okay. All right. Let's take a look at what's going on this week. Obviously, you, you mentioned it right off the, the start, but it's the um, it, it's the rules, the vote on the rules in the House. Uh, I believe you said that there are three things. Uh, 
the three seats on the rules committee for the conservatives. Now, is that out of the G20, the group of 20, or out I, of the final six? I, uh, well, we don't know yet, you know, okay. uh, but I think it will be outside of the uh, six. Yeah. So, uh, Cooper, I can't think of his name. Uh, Roy Cooper. Roy Cooper could be on that committee. He's okay. he's one of the uh, you know Freedom Caucus members, but at least he he helped find solutions. So uh, so I want to look at those individual members who are who are on there. Okay, very good. Uh, another concession: freezing spending at the fiscal year 2022 levels, debt ceiling strategy. There, uh, 2022. Yeah, tw fiscal right. year 2022. Uh, what does that mean for defense? Uh, so some people are saying that means what? Seventy-five billion less for defense. That's going to be a big issue, Chip. Yeah, and it's going to mean moving some money around if there is an increase for defense and military spending. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So there are ways. You know, it sounds like a lot of money, but defense has a huge portfolio of uh, uh, of uh, uh, funding. Yeah. Yep. And then, of course, the committee assignments are, are coming up this week as well, right? The biggest one, there, there are several uh, uh, that are uh, we don't know yet. I think we'll know yep. by the end of the day. Yes. Uh, ways okay. and needs. That's your tax writing and trade yep. policy. Who's going to lead that? that? So we're going to see that's going to be very important in the next two years of this Congress. All right. First up for the Republicans, they're looking to cut the in the IRS funding for the new agents, right? Yeah, that's a message bill. Optic bill will go nowhere in the Senate. Okay. Uh, investigate economic competition from China. Both parties agree to that, and there's you, you'll hear me increasingly say at least there's there's elements here that you can see some joint issues between Republicans and Democrats, and China is one of them, Jim. Okay. The strategic, how the Strategic Petroleum Reserve is used is, is on the agenda as well, isn't it? Yes. They're going to kind of uh, finesse of how you use it, how you replace it. I think that's needed, but again, it'll be curious how the Senate reacts to that. Okay. Um. New House Minority Leader, Hakeem Jeffries. What do we know exactly? What exactly do we know about Representative Jeffries? Well, he's more, uh, I wouldn't call him a moderate, moderate but he's more moderate than, than the outgoing uh, Speaker Pelosi. Yeah. Uh, he has to show his credentials to his, to his party. So I think initially he'll be led rather than lead, Chip, uh, in this one. So he'll walk slowly on this. Okay. All right. Very good. President Biden has been to the border. He is going to Mexico City to meet with uh, uh, Obrador, Mexican President Obrador. What's on the the agenda there? Uh, uh, aside the travel with Canada. Yeah, well, the big one for ag is uh, the Mexico's president said the GMO corn issue flap mm -hmm. is on the agenda. So mm -hmm. uh, again, that's good news. We'll see if it's uh, solved or if they have to have follow-up meetings, which 
probably will be the case. But you know, I've always said, when you have leaders talking uh, with rather than to uh, each other, that, that's, that's always good, you know, because you're eyeball to eyeball, you've got your staff there, the top staff who knows the issues. And so uh, th this is another potential check mark of an issue uh, resolved, Jim. So uh, again, this is a North American market. Let's get it underway. We had a question here from Dave Hyde. What influences will those 20 have on a new farm bill? Uh, it's, it's, it's a, uh, it could be a game changer. They're going to open up the process. And I'll yep. keep saying now, the role of amendments now is going to increase significantly agriculture should not be afraid of them. There can be some good amendments and there can be some negatives, but it makes education of members, especially the new ones and their staffs who usually do the work anyway, uh, so important. So yes, I think they will have an, an influence. I don't buy the arguments I'm seeing in the general farm press media chip that this decreases the odds that we'll have uh, a new farm bill this year. I just, I think that's too, that's a knee jerk uh, reaction because, you know, a bulk of the farm bill has already been written uh, with the uh, uh, billions of dollars in climate change funding for agriculture. It's already law, uh, billions of dollars in food stamp funding. And we, we mentioned to GT Thompson uh, Friday, I think we ran it right on yes. AgriTalk. The yep. Texas A&M put out a report uh, late last week. Mm -hmm. What if we don't get a farm bill in 2023? They said it may come as a surprise to many that only about 5% of the funding in the farm bill is actually facing the threat of expiration on September 30th because of the, you know, the SNAP. It's an appropriated entitlement. Crop insurance is permanently authorized by legislation outside of the farm bill. And the Inflation Reduction Act uh, recently reauthorized spending for the major conservation programs. Now, when we address that to G.T. Thompson, the House Ag Committee chairman now, we don't have to say uh, elect anymore, right. uh, he, he answered us by saying, yes, but but we need to modify some of the farm bill safety net features so we don't have to rely on uh, an ad hoc disaster program each year. So we need to look right. at that crop insurance program to see how it can be approved. And I think that was the exact answer he should have given. Right. Yeah. He seemed more than optimistic that they will get this done by the end of September. Yeah, he said September. I thought before the August recess, but he said no. He he wanted that August recess to get things together. And since we've been on, we had uh, Senate Ag Committee Chair, uh, you know, Chairwoman Debbie Stabena announced that she was not seeking re-election. And right. uh, so I'll we'll have a new farm bill within two years. I'll tell you that. I don't know whether we'll have a one-year extension or not, but she knows how to get a farm bill done. So you have two willing uh, chairs wanting to get something done. And, yeah. and I think the, again, the farm press is making a way too much to do about the, uh, the, the issues 
relative to uh, to the participants in there, meaning G.T. Thompson and Stabenow, uh, working probably closer together than most people think to get a bill done yet this year. I that was sure the indication that I felt from uh, from Representative Thompson. Uh, he doesn't think that the announcement, while he said it came a little earlier than what he thought it was going to come, uh, he doesn't think that the announcement is going to is is going to be too high of a hurdle, or the pending um, departure of Senator Stabenow is going to be too much of a hurdle in, in the process of getting it done. Conaway, when uh, when I talked with former Representative Conaway on Thursday. He didn't did not anticipate that that would be much of a roadblock either. So, I th I think Conaway is optimistic that this thing's going to get done before the end of September as well. Yes, uh, and he should know because he he went through a grueling process with the yeah. with the uh, Democratic leader in the House Ag Committee, Chairman uh, Peterson, Colin Peterson, and they had a major fracas regarding food stamp funding. Uh, bottom line. Uh, the food stamp funding is almost on autopilot. And if you want a farm bill, you better not be too draconian on the requirements for, for participants in the food stamp program. The evidence is clear. You won't get a farm bill if you do that. So right. uh, the, the Republicans should know that by now. Okay. I think we're about wrapped up here, aren't we, Jim? I think we are. We've got major USDA reports out on Thursday. We have the CPI report out on Thursday. We had a relatively Goldilocks uh, uh, jobs report on Friday. So we have some important economic and agriculture reports coming out on Thursday. Okay, very good. Hey, you know what? Congratulations to SDSU and their championship in the win over NDSU. And you got a championship game tonight, Jim. Who do you like, TCU or Georgia? Well, I do like both teams, but I always, you know, uh, and by the way, they're two Southern teams. I've always said Southern teams are typically better than Midwest you had, teams. I, I brought this up. I brought this up thinking that you'd just make your pick and move on without making any comments. <laughs> about the Midwest teams, but okay, there it is. <laughs> I like them both, and it should be a good game. I'm usually for the underdog. Well, I don't know whether a, 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 the uh, Georgia should be the favorite. I'm not quite okay, sure. Are. Yeah, Georgia is the favorite, yeah. Yeah, I yeah, like both no. teams. So I this is where I like it. I don't it's like when I watch the the commanders and Dallas, you know I'm gonna root against Dallas. So and I well, usually like to watch the game rooting then. against someone rather than rooting for. <laughs> yes. Yep. All right. Well, I'm gonna pick TCU. I think it goes against the grain, but I think they're a faster squad. Uh the line is good enough, and they've got I mean, the quarterbacks on both teams are just fantastic. So, but hey, you know, I, I think Doug is going to get things done this tonight. And I'm taking TCU. Hmm. I well, like they're it. They're an exciting team. Exciting. They team. certainly are. All right. Thanks for listening this morning. Today on AgriTalk, we got Machinery Pete and Tom Sell from Combest Sell and Associates. This afternoon, Scott Davis from Bullpen Trading. Have a great week, everybody. Keep watching for those signals.